All right, welcome back to the big program. Uh, time now for On the Mark. Powered by Booster Juice, visit a location today to refuel, refresh, and re-energize or download the new Booster Juice Rewards app to earn, order, and enjoy as we welcome in Mark Spector. Nine o'clock hour, Spec. Laddie Schmid says, boy, this is going to be different for me because when I come in at eight, I just, I haven't found my groove yet. I've had an hour now. Laddie's been here for an hour and he goes, I feel my vocal cords are better. Yeah. Yeah. You know, look. Can you hear my voice? Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> Are you feeling it's back? He was always a slow starter. Yeah. Let's face. <laughs> voice of an angel. Yeah, you didn't catch that. He said you were always a slow starter. Well, I just ignored this kind yeah. of stuff. Sometimes <laughs> <laughs> they play the whole game and we'd be waiting for Lighty to get Oh, started. my God. Oh, Here we go. Oh, boy, Speck. There you go. Oh boy! So uh, before we get to where you're going here in the next couple of days again, just to refresh our listeners. Well, I mean that was a, that could have gone either way. We, a lot of people have said that today. The game could have gone either way last night, but it must have been fun in the building. What about just to start the atmosphere in the building spec with all the Oilers fans? Yeah, really fun. I mean, I don't know how many there were. I thought early only about a thousand, but then when you looked around, there's probably about two thousand. So well, anyway, how many sober ones? <laughs> It's kind of like the Leafs playing Edmonton. There was cheering for both sides. Uh, you know, the Oilers fan would have liked more to cheer about. They only got one one goal on the night and a lot of close calls. But mm-hmm. uh, a really fun night and two good teams. And we'll be back in this building in the playoffs, maybe even in the first round, boys. Yep. I mean, again, I, I liken <clears throat> so many parts of yesterday's game to certain instances what happened in the playoffs last year. Did you see that as well? Uh, I don't know. I mean, it was a tight defensive game, you know, like you can't, you gave up two goals and you lost, mm-hmm. right, in that game. So that's a, I don't think that's anything the Oilers didn't know. I like the fact, I thought the Oilers were the better team in the game. Frankly. Yes, I agree. They were, they were the better team. Aiden Hill was the goalie that we're talking about today. Not, not that Skinner played just nope. fine, nothing wrong with the way he played. He wasn't forced to be great. Mm-hmm. Aiden Hill was forced to be great. So the Oilers were better. They just... You know, after after 16 games of finding a way and having a new hero every night, and you know the puck was going posted in for them for 16 games. Last night it went posted out, mm-hmm. and they just couldn't find that second goal. Yeah, you, you know, I'm, I'm, I was kind of getting at like there was a lot of offense in the playoff series last year. I mean, there were more goals, way more goals scored. Every goal, like I mean, there were 10 goals scored in game one. There was. You know, seven and seven in games five and six. I think it was just the fact that the goals weren't going in last night. Yeah, I mean, sure. There's certainly the goaltending at both ends of the ice was a hell of a lot better last night uh, than it was in the playoffs. And the, you know, it was it was good defensive hockey. I I don't know who to choose from here. Edmonton beat Vegas back in Edmonton earlier this year. Vegas gets the win last night. I think we're all pretty clear these teams are neck and neck. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, neck and neck and, and and again i thought last night you know af- after the orders won some games on this streak that they frankly probably didn't deserve to win where the other team said man i thought we played better and we lost mm-hmm. the uh, the opposite was true last night the orders went in their room and said you know what we might have played a little bit better but mm-hmm. uh, it wasn't our night tonight and, and that's why these streaks very seldom get to this length well it's usually when your streak is coming towards the end yeah. you're winning the games that you shouldn't and that's how you know the streak is usually that's from my experience yeah. not that i was <laughs> part of the big streaks but uh yesterday like you said it i thought that oilers should have won 
but they didn't. But you know, only only really three goals scored. You know, I, yeah, if I don't count the uh, empty netter, it comes back to to the different style of hockey that Oilers are playing. Maybe we're gonna see closer tighter games against the Vegas now because mm-hmm. Oilers are playing a little bit different style of hockey. Yeah, and Spec, you were kind of getting after, you know, I was listening to your questions post-game, you know, saying, you know, your question kind of was you guys were in a lot of these games. It was just a matter of not getting a bounce, you know, to, to kind of get through the threshold. Yeah, I think so. And, and maybe not getting a call. Yeah, You know, I thought there was, and I'm sure Oilers fans thought there was five or six penalties could have been called last night. I certainly thought the Oilers could have got to three power plays last night. Mm-hmm. Edmonton is the faster team. Yeah. I'm not saying they're the better team, but they're the faster team. They, the, Vegas struggled to keep up with Edmonton last night. And the faster the game went, the more Edmonton had the puck. And the more Vegas was in a chase position where they were putting sticks on guys, uh, you know, in, in the big picture, the fact that Edmonton only got one power play in that game uh, was not indicative mm-hmm. of the way the game was being played. There was enough stick fouls in that game. Edmonton should have had, in my opinion, two or three power plays. And that might be the difference, right? That might be the difference. What was the vibe like in the dressing room after spec? Uh, you know, a little bit resigned. Everyone knew this was coming at some point. Uh, Matthias Ekholm said, you know, I don't like losing, but I'm going to be happy not to have to talk about this streak anymore. <laughs> I'm kind of glad it's over. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I think, you know, it is a story that's been going on here for a long time, and I think it's time to turn a page and move on. Would it have been fun to get to 17 and be in the record book? Of course it would have. I don't. None of these guys live for those records. I think we've learned that over the last mm. three weeks. Uh, you know, guys would have liked to keep her going, but the, nobody lost any sleep over this thing last night. I can tell you that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would. Uh, I would also, you know, a lot of respect for Vegas. You know, they're missing their top two players, in my opinion. Yeah, I would call them top two players on their yeah. team. Um, yeah. Theodore might and be a little. Theodore might be behind behind Pietrangelo, yeah. but he's right up up yeah. there with him. Um, and they still still came up with the, with the win. The way they play, heavy hockey, kind of line after line, they're a deep team. They, you know, they're, they're really, you have to, you cannot count them out ever. They just play the right way. You know, uh, Kessidy has them playing the right way. He holds them accountable. Everybody knows their job. Everybody knows their role. They're, like I said, very deep and they have a really good goalie. I, I, me, myself, I wasn't sold on Hill. Mm-hmm. You know, I thought it was a one-off. I don't know how many how, how many people were selling him, but I, my my God, yes, yesterday he was the difference in the game. Mm-hmm. He was the difference. And again, we missed we missed some open others, some good looks, but whenever he needed to be there, he was there. And that, for me, that was the difference in the game. Hey, Spec, what did you make of the uh, Barbashev Wa uh, Marcia line? Uh, I've always been a huge Marshall fan. I think he's a good player, man. Yeah. He's the heart and soul forward on this team. He's the, you know, the little smaller player that's just got such guts. Plays so hard. He's such a good player. Uh, it was Raw who uh, Roy pumped in that rebound last mm-hmm. night. First of all, uh, yeah, I, that's. You know what? I, I was surprised when Vegas let Riley Smith go because I also liked him a lot. I thought. I think. To me, Marchessault really embodies what what Smith would 
Laddie was just talking about, you know. Mm-hmm. He's a hard guy to play. You look at him, you think, ah, how hard can he be to play against? Then the game starts and you figure it out. Marchessault's got a ton of skill, and he's hard to play against. Yeah. Um, he's, he's not the captain of this team, but to me, he's pretty much the heart and soul. He's one of the captains, I'd, yeah. I'd say, in the locker room. No, you got to respect oh, a guy yeah. like that. I, I totally agree with you, Spec. Like, he's uh, he is a hell of a player. And, again, he sets... He's one of the guys that sets the tone for the rest of the team, right? You have to respect that. Mark Spector, uh, Kevin Carey, Sladislav Schmid on Sports 1440. Uh, Just your thoughts as well, Spec, on the line of uh, Ryan McLeod, Dylan Holloway, Corey Perry. The line still needs some work moving forward, but you can tell that there's something there. Oh, for sure there is. Yeah, there's for sure something there. Um, You know, they... McLeod had a chance with an open net last night. I think it was um, was it Nicholas Haig that got a stick on it right. Oh yeah, right after, you know that's a wide open net for a two nothing lead. I think at that point I can't remember. It was one one or one nothing, but I think it was one nothing. Uh, yeah, it would I be think two it's nothing, yeah. lead if that goes in. It's a wide open net. You know, and that's the difference in a two one game, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but no, no, I think Perry. I, I'm pleasantly surprised with Perry's ability to. He doesn't look like he missed a bunch of time. Mm. Lots of times when a guy tries to rejoin, you know, what do they call it? Jump on the moving mm-hmm. train at this time of year. Everything's happening too quick for him, especially an older player, right? Uh, and I'm not seeing that at all with Perry. He looks just he looks like he's been playing all year. It's muscle memory for this guy. He's played over a thousand games, but there's a good line there, man. Uh, you know what's going to happen, guys? It, it, let's say everything goes out and finds a right winger for their second line. Let's say they find a guy for for. Uh, yeah. Everyone's going to get pushed down. Fogel's probably going to go down, and Perry's probably going to go down to the fourth line. Mm-hmm. So I'm not sure this line will still be intact on March 10th after the trade deadline, but for now, uh, Perry's been just fine. Mm-hmm. Hey, Speck, so where you're heading out today, and where are you going? What are you doing here for the next couple of days? Uh, we're going to – the Oilers are going to Palm Springs. They're yeah. golfing with Daryl Cates, and they're going to practice been on there done that. Uh <laughs> Jersey's arena down there, and then they're going to come back to Anaheim. I'm going to go up to Bakersfield, and uh, we've got an appointment with um, Jack Campbell. They don't practice today, Bakersfield. They're on their all-star break, but they mm-hmm. practice tomorrow at 3 o'clock. We're going to go up and have a long chat with Jack Campbell, maybe even run into a Phil Broberg. We'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. And uh, drive back down to Anaheim. So I'm driving around in California a little bit uh, the next couple of days. That sounds like fun. <laughs> sounds like a lot of there's fun. Is it good weather? Or what? I don't The weather's not the best. There's floods and there's no, everything there. going. Right? The uh, weather's lousy here. Though. Yeah. It's Ooh. been raining on us in Vegas the entire time. Oh. And apparently it's raining in Bakersfield. So, hey, whatever, man. I'm not in a vacation. Doesn't matter to me. But Poor, uh, <laughs> yeah. did, did you take 10 minutes and throw some dice last night or not? I did not throw any dice. In <laughs> well, yeah, you should always split eights too, Spec, when you're there. Buddy, doing this doing this show is enough of a gamble with my career. <laughs> oh, let's my go, God. Let's go to the casino, pal. Thanks, Spec. <laughs> Safe travels. Drive safely. Take care, buddy. Okay. Yeah. Have a good one. That's Mark Spector on the mark. Energized by Booster Juice. You can get the boost you need at Booster Juice. When we come back, Laddie, we're going to talk a little Super Bowl. And you, I, Laddie's been going off about how much he wants San Francisco to yeah, win. I'm over Kansas City. You're guys. done. Okay, yeah, I'm done. Too but, much. A whole season. Taylor Swift, Kelsey, <laughs> Mahomes. 
Taylor Swift, Kelsey Mahomes. Like it's it's popping everywhere on my Twitter. Everywhere <laughs> it's crazy. I'm over it. 49ers go. You want my, Brock Purdy? Brock Purdy. It would be a hell of a story too for him to win it. Yeah. They have a really good team. And my really good buddy JP from Calgary, he's a big 49er, so I'm going to support him this time. You know, the stats, and we'll get into this uh, right after the break with uh, with Mike Pritchard, but the stats with Brock Purdy are so eerily similar to two great San Francisco quarterbacks back in the day. Who won the Super Bowl? They ended up winning the Super Bowl. So they're Let's go. eerily similar. Teams, you know, hey, San Fran had great teams back in the day too. Know. You know, no one's talking about how... You know, Joe Montana and Steve Young had Jerry Rice, and uh, and everyone's saying, "Well, Brock Purdy's got Debo Samuel, he's got Christian McCaffrey." Come on, McCaffrey is, you know, <sighs> whatever. Nobody's saying he that before. Hard this year. So that's coming up right after the break. Uh, Mike Pritchard, former NFLer and Vizen analyst, uh, coming up with Kevin Carey's Ladislav Schmid, Sports fourteen forty. Stay with us. All right, welcome back to the big program. Time to elevate your game. Brought to you by Ram Elevators and Lifts. Unlock the potential of your place or your home with a home elevator or lift. Uh, You can learn more at TrustRam.com as we welcome in Mike Pritchard uh, to the program. Mike, you're with Kevin Carries and former NHLer, Ladislav Schmid. Welcome to Sports 1440. Thanks a lot for having me. How you guys doing? We're doing great up here. Uh, thanks for coming on. You know, I saw a little thing you were on on Radio Row. Uh, you know, for the last couple of days at Super Bowl. Just what's that like as far as the amount of, I guess, media coverage, the amount of people that are down there. You know, covering you know the biggest <laughs> event of the year. Kevin, it's just that it's the biggest event of the year. Uh, it's worldwide. It's a spectacle. Um, it, it's something that I think somebody has to experience, whether you're, uh, you're in the media or, or certainly if you're a fan of, of, of football, uh, you, you have to experience the fan experience that they have by the NFL put on by the NFL is incredible. Second to none. Uh, and it's just uh, an appreciation, you know, the league and these 32 owners, they, they appreciate the fans. They appreciate the support. Uh, and this is uh a way of giving back as a player and now a former player and now a media member. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like to think of it as a convention um, because there's a lot of networking going on. There's a, there's a lot of deals going on. There's a lot of announcements going on, but it, it truly is just a celebration uh, of the league and it culminates with the big game. Uh, that's the Super Bowl to define the champion. Yeah. So Mike, you, you played your college ball at Colorado. That's where coach prime is now. And that yes. was even discussed. So you guys had a good conversation about, you know, his, um, I guess his impact, what, what he's done moving forward and where the program is yet to go. Just kind of let our listeners know all about that. Well, you know, Colorado, when I was there, we won a national championship and uh, we we had some prominent times. I mean, Coach Bill McCartney, legendary. Uh, but then, you know, we, we kind of lost our way as a, as a football program uh, after, I would say, the beginning of the millennium, you know, 2000. And so for the last two decades, uh, we have not been relevant when it comes to college football, especially where a lot of people want to see uh, the University of Colorado uh, from from a standing standpoint, from a profile standpoint. So, you know, Rick George, who was there, he was our recruiting coordinator, now athletic director. Uh, he was recruiting recruiting coordinator when I was in school, and he saw the the success and, and the level of success, the level of athlete uh, that we had to achieve that. And uh, he he got bold. You know, he thought outside the box, and he brought in Coach Prime and, and somebody that has a profile that could change the trajectory of 
uh, of um, Colorado football, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I, and, I, and I think that's what we needed. I mean, we couldn't recruit uh, with the best schools in the nation. Now we can. Um, we didn't get the media attention or the spotlight. Uh, now we have it. Uh, and, and certainly the profile is is elevated. So uh, Coach Prime has done that so quickly. Uh, it's so remarkable uh, what he's able to accomplish. And now now I think the wins will come because he's got better players. Uh, he's got great coaches. He's got continuity uh, going into year two. And uh, that's going to be a big deal, I think, this season. Mike Pritchard with us. Uh, Kevin Carey, Sladislav Schmid on Sports 1440. Before we bring in Laddie here because he wants to talk about the big game. How, how do you see this one, Mike? Like a lot of people are really thinking that it's it's almost a, a coin flip type of game. How do you see it? Well, it is because both teams are familiar with, with scheme. Um, and, and I think uh, if you have that, then it's typically a field goal game. Uh, so if you look at the National Football League, you, you, like you look at divisions and, uh, for instance, you know, um, just a popular division, the NFC North with Green Bay, Minnesota, Chicago, uh, Detroit. You know, a lot of times those those games were tight because you play each other twice a year and you're familiar with what you do and tendencies. And so uh, I think there's so much familiarity out there. Uh, that the players on the field are really going to define it. Like the coaches from the sideline, the plays that are called, a lot of people will focus on that. But I I think the players and their execution is really going to decide that. And in fact, in any championship situation, um, the the players decide that, right? I mean, you, you take hockey, for instance, and the best out of seven, you're so familiar with each other on the ice and tendencies and, and what people want to do uh, that it really is a remarkable performance that sets you apart. And, and so I'm, I'm looking forward to that being uh, revealed in this game uh, coming up on Sunday. Hmm. Uh, hi, Mike. Uh, I got a hi. question. I got a question here. Sure. How do, how do, uh, how do the teams stack up against each other? When you go to quarterback, offense, defense, special teams, and the coaching, who gets the edge in each field? If you could, you know, break it down a little bit for me. Yeah, that's a, it's an interesting question because I think um, I, I don't think there's an edge in coaching because Andy Reid has a Super Bowl and he's won uh, several Super Bowls and been in several Super Bowls. Kyle has Kyle Shanahan, the head coach of San Francisco, has been to a number of uh, Super Bowls and he's got the pedigree from his father, Mike Shanahan, who's won a, a few uh, Super Bowls themselves. Mm-hmm. When it comes to quarterback, obviously Patrick Mahomes uh, will have the edge there. Mm-hmm. Uh, offensive line, I, I believe San Francisco uh, and Kansas City are evenly matched because Kansas City has one key injury uh, with with Tooney, Joe Tooney at guard, and mm-hmm. uh, so that kind of brought them down to to probably being equal uh, to San Francisco. Now, defensive line, here's where it gets interesting, and secondary, I think Kansas City has the edge because of one particular player and that's Chris Jones. Now he can line up all over the defensive line and, and really be a problem. Uh, whereas Bosa who's with San Francisco, he typically lines up on the outside and uh, you, you can typically have a, a plan for a guy like that. Uh, but I, I think Kansas city has more uh, uh, diversity and certainly more um, uh, prolific players on that side of the ball because their secondary is really good as well. So I, uh, to line it up that way and, and to sum it all up, I, I think Kansas City has a slight edge uh, in all those areas over San Francisco. 
Former NFLer and Vizin analyst Mike Pritchard, our guest, Kevin Carey's Lattice Lab Schmidt on Sports 1440. Well, Brock Purdy, uh, Mike, does he have to win this game to gain the respect that he deserves, I guess, so to speak? I know, right? I mean, it is kind of crazy that all he's done is help his team get to the Super Bowl. I think he, I think he's earned that respect, at least amongst us, you know, former mm-hmm. players, because here's a guy last year got hurt against Philly and they didn't make it to the Super Bowl. Okay, he stays healthy and they make it to the Super Bowl, <laughs> right? So uh, I, I think he's earned that respect. And I don't know why he hasn't earned that respect amongst fans or, or even some people in the media, but uh, their roster is so good. Uh, and and that's overshadowing Brock Purdy. You know, a lot of times the quarterback establish them, establishes themselves prior to the rest of the roster, mm-hmm. whereas Brock Purdy didn't establish himself because of where he was drafted. And so mm-hmm. we know about Christian McCaffrey. We know about Debo Samuel. We know about Brandon Ayuk. We know about George Kittle. We know about all those guys. Didn't really know about Brock Purdy. So that that's the problem. You know, I, he, he should have respect because he's part of a, a fantastic team. Uh, and, and I'm shocked at that. But, yeah, hands down, if he wins the Super Bowl, he'll likely be Super Bowl MVP and, and therefore uh, be thrusted in that spotlight as well. Well, I'm not going to lie. I'm going to be cheering for them as I'm yeah. kind of a little bit sick and tired of hearing about Kansas City all the time. <laughs> Taylor Swift, Mahomes, Kelsey. Sure. They're, they're a hell of a team. Don't get me wrong. But I'm going to be cheering and especially kind of like underdog like Pur- Purdy. Like I, I really want him to win it and finally gain the respect he deserves you know, around the league from the fans and everybody. Also, I wanted to mention McCaffrey's play this year. Yes. That has been stellar. Like, can you can you tell us a little bit more about it? How, you know, he might win the MVP of the league. Does he have a chance or is it probably, is it probably long not? Stretch? Yeah. Or it's Lamar, usually Lamar, the quarterback, yeah, but, yeah. but he was in the conversation. Yeah, he was, yeah. He was. Yeah. He's a he's a phenomenal player, Elias. I mean he's I watched him grow up because I lived in Colorado uh, not too long ago, and I watched him grow up. I was roommates with his dad, Ed McCaffrey, uh, oh, yeah. when I was with the Broncos. And so um, I, I know the family well, Lisa and everybody. But, uh, you know, Christian uh, was, uh, you know, nominated and, and certainly achieved the Colorado Athlete of the Year when when he was in high school. And uh, he just went on to Stanford and set records, and, and now he's in the National Football League taking it by storm. And he's an incredible running back. He's a, he's a throwback because he's a tough runner. Uh, but he's also a guy who can do so many different things, catching a football and being a decoy if he needs to, but just a, a prominent player uh, with that offense. And and Kyle knows him well. I mean, they're, they're really close and uh, there's a lot of relationships on, on that roster, that team uh, that are close uh, and talking about family, right. I'm talking about dads uh, either playing together or playing for his father with Ed and, and Michael, Mike uh, Shanahan, but no, Christian is just an incredible, incredible player and they're going to need him. I, he could win Super Bowl MVP. I, I, I agree with, with Kevin, what he said about um, uh, uh, when you think about um uh, Lamar Jackson. Yeah, Jackson. Lamar Jackson definitely will win uh, regular season yeah. MVP. But Christian has a good shot uh, of winning uh, MVP for the Super Bowl. You know, all these games come down to four or five when everything's so close. They're going to come down to four or five, six plays, how you execute. Is there some – Is what, and Laddie did touch on it. I just wanted to expand on special teams. Is there is there mm-hmm. one side that has an edge here, Mike, over the other? 
you know, that is a wild card because Debo Samuel returns kickoffs, but I don't know if he's going to have an opportunity because typically kickoffs are kicked through the back of the end zone. You don't really yeah. have a chance to return it. Uh, where I would look for a difference in, in the special teams would be uh, certainly punt return. Uh, that that can change the complexion of a game. Uh, that can actually put uh, an offense in, in in a bind. That you know, if they if they get a punt inside the ten yard line and therefore flips field position, right? So I was coached a long time ago, and I was taught that the most important play in any football game is to punt. For that reason, you know, a turnover or or an offense uh, in in an in a, a precarious situation in terms of being backed up and, and then a turnover that could be so critical uh, in in the course of a football game. So I I would watch the punt hmm. game uh, pretty closely, uh, but you know these two teams are so well coached and uh, I don't I, I I'm not anticipating mistakes uh, in, in that regard. I, I think these guys are going to be up for the task. Yeah. Okay, I got a question here. It's more personal. Sure. Let's switch the gears a little yeah, bit. Yeah. Okay. I was always, you know, I'm from Czech Republic, from Europe. Mm -hmm. So the the coverage there of uh, NFL wasn't big when I was growing up, but when I came here, I fell in love completely with the NFL, my favorite sport outside of hockey. Um, I was always wanted to ask, because hockey is a very physical sport, and, mm -hmm. you know, now I'm 38, and I feel everything in the morning <laughs> getting up so i was wondering like your sport is extremely physical and people don't i don't think they understand how big the guys are on the field and how hard they hit you they want to go through you and they want to end you right so I'm, i was wondering like how do you feel now you had a long career in the nfl do you feel that do you feel all those hits like is it like during the season how many days after the game do you need to take off to kind of Sure, <laughs> rejuvenate or like yeah. get better. Like, like I was always interested to to ask some NFLer about stuff like this. Well, I'm I'm 54 now, and I feel like hot garbage <laughs> 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 because I mean, you wake up and you're going through this right now. You wake up and you're just miserable. Uh, it, it used to take me maybe five minutes to hop out of bed. Now it's closer to 20, 25 minutes, uh, and I'm not hopping out of bed. You know, I'm mm. uh, I'm, I'm limping out of bed. Any tough game or any physical game, uh, that's the price you pay. Uh, and you know that it's a very physical game. And uh, we're, we're certainly trying to make the game uh, safer uh, if we can. I, I think in my day, you know, we, we didn't have the player safety initiatives like they have now. And uh, all bets were off. I mean, uh, it was incredible how physical the game was back then. But they, they've kind of cleaned it up a little bit. Uh, one of the things watching the Knights play, the Golden Knights play out here, and, and certainly when I was in Colorado, the Avs, you know, I, I look at the size of the players on the ice, and I, I'm in awe. Yeah. I mean, uh, you, you're talking about how how great you know football is and how physical. I think hockey is even more physical, and I I I, I like to say that they're linebackers on ice, you know. Mm -hmm. and, the linebacker position in, in National Football League is probably the best athletes on the on the field. Mm -hmm. But now you have those guys on ice, and it's incredible. And you guys have an advantage too because you can fight. Like, <laughs> we, we can't fight, man. We we can only mm -hmm. hit. That would be scary though if you would start fighting. Like I saw some of the scrums. I'm like, I'm, as a as a referee, as a, yeah. I'm not getting in there. Yeah. Well, I mean, you guys can drop gloves and yeah. get after it for a minute, right? Yeah. I mean. 
Uh, sometimes you, you wish you could do that, but uh, we legally can hit somebody as hard as we want to between the whistles once the whistle is blown and you're running to play. But um, no, it, it's the physical game uh, is something that you love. You have to embrace it mm-hmm. uh, and hopefully protect your body as much as you can, certainly in the weight room and your diet. I mean, you have to pay attention to all that stuff. Mike Pritchard with us uh, on Sports 1440. I'm so glad that Laddie uh, brought up you know what that was like for you in your career and you were such a high dra- I think 13th overall that's correct uh, the, the mm-hmm, draft that's yeah. correct. so 13th overall but when you went to Atlanta and this is one of the questions I, I wanted to ask you you had a, uh, some great years in in the NFL uh, the big year that you had was with Atlanta and you had on the other side Andre Bad Moon Rising Mm-hmm. Uh, at receiver what was that uh, I guess to have the two of you I guess almost 2,000 yards receiving between the two of you uh, that- yeah it was incredible I yeah. mean we uh, throw in Michael Haynes too yeah and, yeah and yeah so we we had uh, a, a trio of receivers that was as prolific as there was in the league at that point and I, I think the best trio uh, in the league I mean you had the run and shoot as well in, in Detroit and, and also in Houston but uh, they weren't as prolific as we were uh, as, as you know, all three of us, but no, Andre Risen, uh, he, he probably doesn't get the credit, uh, he deserves on the field because of off the field, you know, mm-hmm. so many stories about him off the field. And, um, I, I think that overshadows his production because at one point he was one of the better receivers in the national football league. And, uh, it, I, I think, you know, the credit, maybe one day everybody will understand how great he was. Mm-hmm. I, I learned so much from Andre Risen, um, as in terms of what it takes to play in the National Football League. I, I knew how to get there, um, but I didn't know what the league was about. Uh, but Andre kind of showed me that. Uh, it was a great example, uh, uh, you know, throughout the game and, and certainly the, the competitiveness and, and the attitude that you needed uh, to have your confidence at a sky-high level. I mean, he was – he was a great um, example of that for me. So I have a lot of respect for him. And hopefully one day he'll get that credit, which means mm-hmm. uh, he'll end up in a Pro Football Hall of Fame. How did the quarterback situation go for you that year? Because you had several guys kind of in and out of the lineup. Right, right. It was fluid. <laughs> I mean, we had so many quarterbacks. Uh, uh, Chris Miller was a Pro Bowl quarterback. He was our starter. But uh we actually drafted Brett Favre in 1991, wow. uh, the yeah. same year that they drafted me. Right, I know. Yeah. And and for whatever reason, um, he didn't get any opportunity. Probably because you know when you have one quarterback like Chris Miller, who was a Pro Bowler, you're not really looking to uh, another quarterback to to be better than him or take his place. But Brett showed everything to us that he was going to be great one day uh, in his limited opportunities. But they traded him away. But, no, we we had so many quarterbacks in my three years uh, in Atlanta. And uh, if you don't – if you have too many quarterbacks, then you don't have one great quarterback. And and that was what the Falcons found out back then. You know what, Mike, was that when Jerry Glanville would say – to he'd pull everybody aside and he'd bring out Brett Favre and say, hey, watch this, some bitch throw the ball up to the upper deck here. <laughs> yeah, he used to do that um, in preseason because Brett had such a a strong arm and and you know Jerry Jerry Glanville made football fun, but yeah. but you know sometimes he wished the focus would have been a little bit different. And, and I found that out later on in my career uh, about what it takes to to be consistent. Um, you know, having fun is one thing, yeah. but being consistent is another, right? Uh, but yeah, he would he would make a spectacle of Brett and and. You know, I think Brett went along with it because he didn't know any better. Mm-hmm. But certainly as Brett matured, like I mentioned, and understands the league, then 
uh, he focused uh, once he got to Green Bay and became a Hall of Famer. You know, really enjoyed this conversation. So much insight and good stories too, Me Mike. Too. Th- yeah, uh, thanks for coming on. Uh, enjoy the rest of the week, uh, and then uh, you know the big game on Sunday. I'm sure you're going to be just uh, just swamped with uh, all the stuff that you got to do uh, with Visa and, and uh, every other radio show and things you got to do. So thanks for coming on, Mike. Uh, really hey, appreciate. Hey, thanks it. for the invite. I enjoyed it as well. And you guys enjoyed a big game coming up this weekend. We sure will. Thank you, Mike. Yeah, that's uh, Mike Pritchard, former NFLer. Vizen analyst, uh, and we elevated our game, and just like Brett Favre elevated the ball, he was you know? actually Brett was one of my favorite players. Brett Favre, when, yeah, yeah, Brett Favre. Yeah, yeah. When when I moved to North America, well, I, yeah, yeah, that was uh, elevate your game. Uh, brought to you by Ram Elevators and Lifts, manufacturing the safest elevators since 1987. TrustRam.com. Think about how your career, not your, but think about Brett Favre's career would go if he didn't get traded from Atlanta to Green Bay. For nothing, nothing. Well, well, he got there was draft picks, but yeah, but you know, still, he's a Hall of Famer. <laughs> he yeah, was Hall of Famer, of, yeah, Hall of, Hall of Famer. When we come back, we'll have some uh, open time with Ladislav Schmid before he blasts off at ten. Before Can't that, wait. Yes, time now for the ski report. Here's the Duke. I'm sure it is. I wasn't sure exactly. Well, we had a text coming in about it, but we can't say it. So why strippers? Oh. <laughs> 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 Welcome back to the big program. Uh, 948. Kevin Carey, Sladislav Schmid, as we cruise through the text line. Of course, I would. <laughs> of, course, of course, the mic was hot, eh, Laddie? Yeah. Of course, yeah. Did you want to? Okay, we did touch on this earlier in the show, about, and some people texted in the picture with Duke and Donovan, the intern with Miss Rodeo Canada, that came into the studio yesterday. Do you want to address this picture? Laddie? Yeah, it looks awkward. It looks awkward. Yeah. Very awkward. That's Duke my and, first, and thought first thought about this. Did she like smell or something? From no, like, she was uh, a very a very person. fine young woman. Um, out of respect, I kept my distance. No, <laughs> I, I I said whoa, 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 out of out of respect. So you made her feel bad about herself, probably that you wanted to be so far from her. No, out of, I thought that out of respect? I thought that we would frame up this nice big logo we have on the wall. It's a like a promo picture. She'd hopefully share it on her uh, Miss Rodeo Canada page. Yada yada. But it it Kaylee it, from Rimby. She, yeah, from Rimby, uh, Miss yeah. Pinocchio Stampede, and now Miss Rodeo Canada. Um, I, I'll take the, I'll take blame, but like I'm not well, willing to shoulder. It's nothing to blame. It, there's no blame it's, being it's, put it's, here. It's a bad picture. Like it, it just it <sighs> like like Laddie said, it's a little awkward looking. But you know, like think how many pictures you've had what, in what, your Laddie with people that have come in. You make them feel welcome. You want them to. And, you know, and but it's, she scooch, wasn't you know, on like, the show. Hey, she wasn't a get guest. In here. Yeah. Get in here. Yeah, you just, know, like make it nice and cozy. You know yeah. who I'm gonna shift some blame to. Connor. 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 Yes, I would. For, for us just sitting there at the bar, a quick hello at she's least getting 50%. it through the studio and saying, Connor's like, yeah, let's get a picture. And then he's like, Brandon Donovan, get in the picture. Yeah. I was like, I don't want to be in no I'll picture. go 50% blame on Connor. 50 to Connor, 49 to me, no, one to Donovan. No, no, no. He's the intern. 50, 25, 25. And if you haven't seen the picture, just go to... Sportsnet1440.ca. Sports1440. Sports1440. The Instagram page. Sports1440.ca. You know what, guys? If you want to save the day, just bring her back here. I'll take a picture with her right (laughs) next to her and, you know, let's save the day. Next time she's back in town, we'll try and line that up. I bet she's listening right now and going, boy. Yeah, poor girl is like, my God, what did I get myself into? She's probably listening right now and going, did I miss my opportunity coming in the wrong day? She did. She Uh, she could have met Laddie. Yes, she could have met me. Uh, You know... 
everybody knows the logo. Like, even <laughs> if you stand in the middle in front of it, like, guys, like, come on. Do I have to run you through the picture taking? Like, maybe. May, maybe I'm going to have to. Like, it's, you know, if, if, if yeah. I would be like, you know, I'm married with three kids. Like, if I would get mm-hmm. too close to her, maybe my, my wife wouldn't like it. But yeah, but it's more, it's just one little picture. Yeah. We have our arms But you around. made it like she's like, like she, we had, she had a flu or something. Okay. Like, you know, know, we had Laura Walker in with Jeff Walker, husband, okay. wife. We had them in two weeks ago. Yeah. And nice picture right at the wall. All together, right? Yeah. I like the, I like one the big text. happy family. I like the text that came. We were talking about this earlier and said, it's not a picture in the studio unless Kevin's Crocs. Are oh, in yeah. It. Yeah. The that the, that one I blame exclusively Donovan yeah, for the Crocs, because yeah, you since have he's taken over the picture taking ability, his uh, his framing on keeping Kevin's shorts and Crocs out of the shots <laughs> haven't been uh, quite as high priority. That's why you're wearing jeans today. <laughs> Never know when the next case, photo. Take a picture. It's a picture day today. No, I'm, well, it's going to be close. Another couple of weeks, we'll be back to shorts. Really? Oh yeah. Right from basically from family day. Uh, family day and a little bit on all the way to basically Thanksgiving. Shorts. Never wear pants. Why? Like it might get my, to minus 30 again. Legs never get cold. You watch the football guys. They, you know, Dwayne Mandruzic never wore pants for 50 years on the sidelines. Sorry, 49 years on the sidelines for the Elks, Eskimos. Uh, again, yeah, I guess yeah. we are living in Alberta yeah. in control. Text coming in, one eight three three four zero one fourteen forty. 401 This is from the Captain Obvious Department huh? from Jordy. Did Laddie ever trash talk other players in the NHL? Yeah. <laughs> I'd say so. They pro- probably couldn't understand it because my accent. <laughs> very thick one back in the day. Well, it's still very thick, but... Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, how, yeah. I can probably say most of the stuff. Yeah, no, but I mean, you got uh, there was always chirping going always on, chirping, and there still yeah. is. Yeah, you just don't want to go like too offside with like no. And now you gotta yeah. It's and different now, now you yes. have to really watch yourself. Mm-hmm. Thank God I'm out of the league. Yes. What about what do you say to the, like to the kids is like that you're coaching right now? I mean, you see how it's changed from every level yeah. so they have to be they didn't they're very very careful now even in our league yeah. like the, the the JPHL yeah you cannot say basically anything they're mm-hmm. getting they they use words they don't fully understand themselves they're 14 mm-hmm. 13 years old they're not even being educated on these words but they're using them and they're getting suspended and mm-hmm. I think there's a fine line, but first you should educate them on these issues before you start suspending them. That's the best point. You have to educate. There has to be a conversation. Because they use words like, they probably talk to each other like that at school. And nobody's holding them accountable. Now you're on the ice and like, the league is throwing like suspension and you're so bad, so bad. And the kids are like, well, this is how, how, the, other kids, how the other kids are talking to me. I hear it everywhere. Yeah. Nobody educate them. So take, please, any league out there, please take your time, educate your players, and then you can hold them accountable. And that's not just oh, it's, with hockey. It's, it's everywhere. everywhere. It's everywhere. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. I, I, just, yeah. I just use yeah. hockey as an example. Uh, so again, to, I guess, start younger, grassroots. Yes, for mm-hmm. sure. It should probably start at school, to be honest. Yeah. You know, like you spend the most time there. So it should start there. It should be, a, you know, school responsibility kind of thing. Have you found it different though with the kids that are in, like with your with the JPHL and stuff, that the kids are together more 
uh, often. Is that safe? Yeah. yeah, yeah, they are. So it's a different um, scenario than before. Is that fair or not? I you know what I'm saying? They break away. Like, you know, traditionally you'd go to school with maybe other kids and then now you're, yeah, yeah. you know. Well, they, they are together a lot. But I think they're, uh, they're split in two different classrooms. Like f- for me, when mm-hmm. I played and I went to the hockey school in Czech, I was with them all the time. We, right. were, we were in, it was an animal classroom, basically. Mm-hmm. Three <laughs> hockey players, no girls, nothing. Wow. It's just hockey players. And we, from grade three to grade nine, together. Mm-hmm. So it was, you can just imagine. But like, yeah, we talk pretty dirty to each other well, all the time. It's a long time ago too. Yeah, a long time ago. And we just didn't know any better, you know. But uh, yeah, now with social media and like all eyes on you, it's it's tough. And I don't want to, I don't want to, you know, make excuses, but hockey is like you say stuff sometimes you don't mean it's in the heat of the moment yeah. and especially with kids you gotta cut, cut them some slack yeah. like honestly oh, oh. like some some people are oh my god what, what did he say because you never played any sports mm-hmm. usually that you never been in the heat of the moment don't judge other people all sports all sports because, like all you know, sports you right? just talked about you know with Mike Pritchard on the deal like you asked him about you know getting, I wonder what they say to each other wow, there. Jesus exactly, right yeah, like there's know. gotta be some well, outside stuff you, on the O-line, D-line, like there's stuff that happens there that you don't want to know. Yeah. You right. know? So, uh, yeah. hey, Laddie, thanks for coming in on uh, Wednesday. It was, on but now again, and now it feels like tomorrow, it's Friday, the weekend's here, but now we still got one more day. Yeah, I know. I'm sorry for that. Well, that's okay. Yeah. But Schlemmer will pick up the slack. Tomorrow. Oh, Schlemmer's going to be you know, fantastic. So you're heading to Calgary tomorrow? Calgary tomorrow. And this yeah. is the the yeah you, another showcase. We we play uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and then uh, I'm back here. How's it, how's the team looking? We didn't have the best showcase uh, last weekend, but the last game of of the weekend we won, and it was a gritty, dirty win against <laughs> our nemesis from Langley. Yeah, I loved it. Good. Uh, we we called our team out after the second game. But they came ready and showed up for game three, and it was old school hockey, mm-hmm. just the way I like it. I told you Brett Stewart was over at the house, and Stu, young Stewie, the goalie. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Liam, right? Yeah. So I like I love. Wow. Well, yeah. He well, works. He works hard. He's a smaller guy, but he yeah. battles, and I love it. Yeah. We were talking about you know how the team is shaping up and yeah. stuff and whatever. So yeah, we are approaching a playoffs pretty soon, so we have to start yeah. playing playoff hockey. Season went just like that. Just like that, hey? As soon as, right away, we're going to be in the Stanley Cup playoffs. So. Yes. Okay. Thanks, Laddie. Have a good one, buddy. Okay, you too. Thanks, guys. That's our co-host every normally Thursdays, but today on Wednesday, Ladislav Schmid. At the top of the hour, we're going to do a little uh, Basement Stain. That's uh, Scottish for broom and rock. Basement Stain. Long and narrow. Pebbled ice. Kevin Cooey, world champion. He'll guess with us at 10 o'clock. We'll also have Patrick Johnson from the Vancouver Sun at 10.20. Before that, time now for a Sports 1440 update brought to you by the Snow Valley Ski Club. All runs and lifts are open and ready for family fun seven days a week. Visit snowvalley.ca for details. Laddie's waiting around to hear the lovely and talented Donovan the intern.